You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hi listeners, welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. Today's another solo episode. I wanted to talk about tips for increasing the sale value of your practice. So right now in 2021, lots of our clients are getting offers from either large practices or from hospital centers. That is uh, happening more and more often each month, I would say. Uh, so whether you're ready to sell or not, for many practice owners, getting an offer, getting uh, having someone get in touch with you that is interested in looking at your practice has the effect of making you think, hmm, I wonder what would it take for me to sell my business? In a lot of cases, your business is going to be one of the most valuable assets that you own in your lifetime. So it makes sense to be intentional about increasing its value, whether you're selling it right now or not. I also do want to point out that in episode 39, I interviewed Craig Goldslager about exit strategies for private practice. So if you want to hear a longer discussion, I invite you to check out that episode as well. All right, so what are going to be some of the key drivers in increasing the value of your practice? There's really three big things in my opinion. All right, first is profit and owner's compensation. Obviously, the higher the profit in your practice, the more valuable it's going to be, just because that means it's going to generate more cash for your buyer. So the way we measure profit and owner's compensation in my business uh, with our clients is that we look at those two items together. There's a couple of different ways that you might be getting paid as a business owner. You might be Uh, on payroll and have a salary. If you have an S-corp, you might just be getting draws. So we we generally are going to look at what is the total compensation that is flowing through to your personal tax return. In the terms of valuations, you're often going to hear potential buyers refer to EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So usually they're going to be offering you a multiplier of your EBITDA. But for private practice, that's pretty much going to be your profit and owner's compensation. As far as interest goes, in most cases, you're not going to be paying a significant amount in interest unless you have a large business loan. Um, And that's actually going to decrease the value of your business if you have a large loan. As far as taxes go, your business's tax burden is going to typically be minimal because in most cases, and again, there are some exceptions, but in most cases, a private practice is going to be a pass-through entity. And that means that profit passes through to your personal tax return through either a Schedule C or a K-1, and then you're going to pay taxes on the profit on your personal tax return. So there are some states that are going to have a tax at the business level, but generally speaking, unlike a C corporation, there's going to be minimal tax at the business level. Then depreciation and amortization, those are the last two items of EBITDA. Um, And those are typically pretty small as well. So your business probably does have assets, but it's usually not a huge amount in a therapy practice because there's a lot of items that you're able to expense. And there's, it's just not a very asset heavy industry. What I mean by that is that uh, if you had a dentistry practice, you would have 
really expensive x-ray machines and those uh, nice little chairs that go up and down, right? Those are really, really expensive. So you might have a significant amount of assets uh, that are depreciable. But in most cases for therapy practice, you're going to be able to expense most of your furniture. So what you're going to have as an asset is minimal, something like a leasehold improvement, some larger pieces if you made a, a large investment. All right. So because the I, the T, the D, and the A in EBITDA is minimal in your therapy practice, you can really look at your profit and owner's compensation and see if it's tracking up or down. So the higher that number is, the better ultimately. All right. We mentioned loans uh, just a second ago. Having loans or any kind of debt in the business is going to reduce the value of your practice simply because it does reduce your equity and it also hinders your cash flow, right? Some of your cash has to be used to pay down the debt. So if you're thinking about selling, you definitely want to work on paying down your debt and that's going to make the practice more attractive and make sure also that you're able to keep more of the money that you make if and when the sale does happen. All right, so my uh, key driver number two, code your expenses in a way that is going to make sense to potential buyer and that's going to paint the best possible picture of your business. So in any business, there are several deductions that are 100% legitimate and legal but that are not necessarily required for the day-to-day operations of your business. For example, if you choose to go to a conference in Hawaii um, and it's a conference where you're getting CE, the business might deduct the cost of that trip. That's legit, Uh, but you may wanna code that transaction to something like discretionary travel instead of just including it in travel Uh, because you could have attended a local event for CE or a virtual webinar. There's other ways typically that you can get CE, but you decided to go uh, farther and to attend maybe something a little more prestigious or that also allowed you to combine a little bit of R&R. And so it's legitimate, but it's not necessarily required for the business to run. All right, and I use that as an example There's a lot of gray areas for travel, so definitely talk to your accountant, right? You can't just go to Hawaii for a trip and deduct that because you uh, did a webinar online. That's definitely not the conversation we're having today, but I just wanted to use that as an example. Um, So you might also do the same when it comes to bonuses. You might be giving your team bonuses on a regular basis, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, based on performance. Um, Then it could be a good idea to split that as a separate line item on your profit and loss instead of just including that in wages. In some cases, your bonuses are going to be in in the employee's contract, but they really are based on performance. So if you show that as a separate line item, that allows you to have a discussion with the uh, potential buyer on what triggers that bonus, uh, whether they are discretionary or not. Um, It just separates that item out so they can have a better idea of what's actually going on in the business, right? The third key driver is going to be systems, systems, and more systems. The lower the reliance on the business owner, the more valuable your practice is going to be. And that's why one person solo practice isn't worth very much if it's 100% reliant on the owner and, and the owner is the only person seeing clients in the business, Um, Not that a solo practice is worth nothing, but proportionally, it's just going to be worth a lot less than a group practice where the the owner is only seeing a couple of clients a week and there are strong, solid systems around marketing, referrals, intakes, scheduling, and recruiting. So if you are thinking about selling in the next couple of years, 
it's a really good idea to hone in on your systems to make them as reliable as possible and completely remove the dependence on the owner. All right, that's it for today. Three quick tips for increasing the sale value of your practice. Have a great day, everyone. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice. 